Welcome back to the Monica Matthew Show. Life, love, and liberty. Happy Thursday to you, America. Ah, in the world of paper mache presidential administrations, <laughs> critical disorienting, uh, you know, mass cognitive dissonance. Some of you guys just trying to get through another day to pay your bills, overcoming COVID, masks, and those who are hysterical. And hate you because you do not live in fear because you understand sixth grade science whenever it comes to your uh, viral spores and masks and fabrics and things that can uh, mitigate disease and things that cannot or the spread thereof. That's right. Better mask, better known as the mask deniers, the resistors, if you will. I'm one of them. I walked into my local grocery store and the this lady <laughs> was on the phone with a a friend of mine who's law enforcement and um, had my little earbuds in and she's all excited because she's got a, a bunch of masks in her hand and she's got on her little green vest and, and she's doing her public's job and she's excited. And, and right before I walked through the door, I told my friend, I said, watch this, hold my beer. I'm going to go in and within one minute of me being in the store on any given aisle, I'm going to hear the announcement that reminds public shoppers that they are doing a wonderful job of keeping people safe and social distancing. And, and we require that, you know, that our customers wear their masks, right? Cheapo aisle one. So uh, I said, what? Well, just trust me, this is going to happen. It happens every time I, I shop here. And lo and behold, I walk in and there's this friendly, friendly woman there and she's excited. She's talking to another worker and and she's holding masks, and she goes, "Ma'am, I have a mask. If you if you like one." And I said, "No, thanks. I I don't." And she says, "Oh," and he says, he whispers in my ear, "Tell her you're wearing a bulletproof vest." I thought that is priceless. Can you imagine seeing her face where she's like, "Hi, do you need a mask?" No, I'm fine. I'm wearing a bulletproof vest. So. <laughs> Like, I love my friends. I love my friends. Wicked, sinister senses of humor. Fantastic. Speaking of people who need a sense of humor, how about Beth Moore? Some of you are like, who's that? Well, I hope that's who you are, actually. Sadly, though, Beth Moore has a very huge, huge, huge following. Uh, She is, according to the New York Times, a prominent evangelical. She's a Bible teacher. She has cited the, quote, staggering disorientation of seeing denominational leaders support Donald J. Trump, among other issues, is why she is splitting with the Southern Baptists, because that's exactly what the church needs right now, is another schism. The Bible says that a foolish woman tears down her own house. I'm just going to leave that right there. I have been more perturbed by this particular female within the body of Christ than 
most other Pharisees within the body of Christ over the past four years. The sanctimony with which the church continues to assault the world while succumbing to the world, participating with the world, being complicit with the world, having zero understanding of liberation of any system at all, including but not limited to our church, the body of Christ. Now, all of a sudden, everyone wants to be a political pundit from their pulpit. She is quoted in this, and this is by Ruth Graham. Interesting. Ruth Graham and Elizabeth Diaz of the New York Times. Okay. And it says that she is, now this is interesting how they characterize her, one of the most prominent white evangelical women in the United States is breaking with her longtime denomination, the Southern Baptist Convention, citing the staggering disorientation of seeing its leaders support Mr. Trump and the cultural and spiritual fallout from that support. How, how abjectly daft could you be? How reckless and completely asleep at the wheel could you be as someone who professes the author of liberty in this earth on behalf of a kingdom that has rule and reign over this earth? How, as a Bible teacher who has who has more studies out there than you can shake a stick at, who admittedly in this article says that she has stayed off of the landscape of politics and proudly says that. How many of you know that this show, my show started, it's really the Lord's show, if I'm being honest and humble, which I'm, I, I have to remind myself of because as I get angry, my own sanctimony can kick in called pride. I get it because, you know, that's how that works is that you see things and you're going in there thinking I'm turning over tables and I'm tired of the Pharisees. I'm tired of the Sadducees screwing everything up with false doctrine and uh, and I and false information. Thank you, mainstream media. And I'm going to go in, overturn the tables because the, the, the heave and the hoe that you place on the backs of the American people in the name of disinformation, in the name of Jesus has got to stop right now. And so I have to watch myself too, that I don't become... You know, I don't fall prey to a spirit of pride. None of us are above that stuff. And we do it, it happens very subtly. So I'm keenly aware of not throwing stones at my brothers and sisters within the body. I'm also keenly aware that my show started six years ago on the air with faith, life, and politics. And people thought I was crazy. They were intrigued, I got to tell you. But they thought, and I'm from the South. I'm a Southern as a biscuit. And so I'm telling with honey. So I'm telling you that people thought, I can't believe you're going to air our dirty law. How dare you discuss politics and Jesus in the same sentence at the same table on the same show? No, that is unheard of. That is like airing your dirty laundry. You just don't mix the two. Yeah, that's that whole lie about separation of church and state, right? So, which doesn't exist, by the way, and it's totally taken out of context. But I don't want to get sidetracked with that. I want to stick with this. Faith, life, and politics. I said it six years ago when I started my show. 
The Monica Matthews Show, Faith, Life, and Politics. I've moved to life, love, and liberty because God is love. We are talking about life a lot on my show, and liberty will always involve politics. Sorry, it just will. And God is the author of liberty. And how do I know that? Because he sent his only begotten son here to liberate us. That's what the word says. That's what I believe. That's what I teach. That's what I preach. That is my plumb line. That is my true north. Every decision I make in life is rooted in that truth. It doesn't mean I always make the good decision or the God decision or the right decision because I have this being of sin that I still contend with and I do yield my member, my, my, my members, my mind, my heart, my eyes, my ears, my hands and my feet to the enemy's territory sometimes, much to my dismay and chagrin and sometimes to my outright you know, emotional demise my spiritual demise. It's never fun when you submit to the author of confusion and the father of lies. And we do that through wrong thinking, stinking thinking, bad attitudes, lie, you know, lies uh, in attitudes that are rooted in lies, belief systems about ourself and other created beings that are made in the image and likeness of our father, whether they're Christian or not. We end up with stinking thinking Stinking politics, stinking policies, stinking law, and we end up back in captivity. We have no dominion over our space. We have no jurisdiction. And you know why? Because the church has been busy minding their own business. This is about salvation. This is about eternal uh, security. We're worried about the eternal. Not God doesn't care about politics. If I've heard that once, and I I hear it from atheists too, which I absolutely love to be educated by atheists who believe in nothing. It Nothing makes my day greater. And I'll tell you why. Because we all believe in something. And even the atheist believes in no belief, but they will inevitably argue to the death. I, I don't argue with atheists because I happen to... I happen to have respect for people who can be honest about what they do and don't believe in. And so for me, the atheist is like... Uh, hot about their lack of any belief at all, except for their total belief and no belief. (laughs) If you follow that, I'll send you a gold star. So they're hot about that, which according to church standards would be cold. They're cold toward God, right? And what does God say? I would rather you be cold or hot, but lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out. So I've never been offended by President Trump for a number of reasons, not the least of which is he's hot. I mean, he's kind of handsome, I'm not going to lie. Forgive me, <laughs> First Lady. But he has a, I, I happen to think that Orange Man isn't so bad looking. <laughs> so there. Um, and more importantly, focus, Monica. More importantly, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I don't think his, his heart is ugly. Because no one with an ugly heart would have gotten in and taken the hits that he did whether this was some kind of an operation, excuse me, that put him in office or not, the man said yes. He said yes. He showed up. Promises made, promises kept. I don't even know if that website's still up. I need to see that. I'm sure it is. Hopefully, you know, the tech gods haven't taken, taken it down yet. Promises made, promises kept. So for people who argue with me about, you know, he hasn't fulfilled, he hasn't done this, and actually they never tell you what he hasn't done. They tell you what... Mainstream media has told you he said 20 years ago, and then the church regurgitates it through people like Beth Moore. So here's what I have to say about people 
who sit in their sanctimonious Christian glass houses with their little pebbles, you know, heaving them that become boulders, heaving them down upon those of us as voters who have been in the battlefield, who are bloodied, who have bloodied knees, bloodied elbows. I've been eating dirt sandwiches for the past four years. I lost my job, lost friends, lost family, uh, all for the cause of liberty. And the, and the chief banner waiver of that happened to be Donald J. Trump, who may or may not have uttered the P word 20 years ago and had a different mindset then. You know, Beth Moore and, the, and her ilk are actually the Christians, I promise you, they would have looked at Saul, who became Paul, and been like, well, yeah, but remember that time that you, you know, you stoned those Christians like 20 miles ago? Well, we remember last year or 20 years ago, whenever you were the chief Pharisee chief among them, and Paul admitted it. I was chief among them. I am chief among them. So I get it. I get where the lawmakers are coming from. But there's nothing like being blinded by God, having a road to Damascus moment where you're like, hmm, okay, maybe there is something other than myself. Maybe there, maybe, you know, Jesus is like, Paul, (laughs) dude, what are you doing? You know, he didn't strike him down and, and kill him dead in the road. He recognized that Paul was someone who was on fire hot and could be used. Now, according to people of the kingdom, he would have been considered cold to things of Christ. But God saw that he was hot for things of the letter of the law, and he was able to use that for his glory and for his purposes. And people like Beth Moore and women, more specifically, like Beth Moore, are busy tearing down the body of Christ, which is the house in which I dwell. So whenever you ask what my authority is to speak to someone with the fame and likely fortune, which far surpasses mine, in the body of Christ, in the, in the person of Beth Moore, I'm speaking to that spirit in Beth Moore that attempts to hijack the work of the Lord in the name of a spirit of religion. And now all of a sudden, you've been sitting quietly in the back pew in your sanctimony and your whitewashed tombed robe saying, well, we're just going to worry about eternity and not politics because that's too dirty and that's of the world. And now all of a sudden, whenever God chooses a man who is not of your liking, you want to step out on the international landscape and tell people that he's not fit? You want to argue with God about who he chose? I'm sorry. No, ma'am. You don't have that authority. You do not trump what God has placed in order. None of us do. And I've had it with this sitting on the sidelines, the church sitting on the sidelines, and they're still heave-hoeing at Donald Trump. They're still undermining his work of liberating blacks, whites, poor, middle class, opportunity zones, the economy, International standing, defense, did more to build security in this country. And the best she can do is come out right now in part from the Baptist, the Southern Baptist Convention. And I realize that's a whole thing that they've, some rebranding. I want you to think about branding. When are we going to realize that as the body of Christ, we are the body of Christ? We have many members. We have many, and some people, you know, listen, 
I can't speak for Beth Moore's position in the body of Christ as it pertains to a physical body, but I have an idea of which part of the body Beth might be considered. Now, that doesn't mean she's not part of the body. It just means that as my sister, who dwells within the same body by the same profession of faith, I'm using my mouth to call those things down, to call you out of that pit of destruction in the way of schism and division and false accusation against the president of the United States of America. He was duly elected. He followed the rules. He was duly elected by Americans. And he was duly elected elected for a second time. And we were robbed. And we were robbed on a multitude of levels. I talked about it on my show with the, with the, with the young folks who are attempting to recall Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia. I had them on my show, and they are having a rally coming up here in a few weeks. I think I'm speaking. I think Jovan Pulitzer speaking and others. And I think Scott Pressler is going to meet up with them in another state coming up soon. Um, but there's a rally effectively that just, you know, wants to provide a place for you guys to come together. And I've called all of you nationally to come to Georgia and stand in solidarity with Georgians who were robbed. And, uh, and effectively we robbed you of your president. I've apologized on this show for the abysmal um, <laughs> approach we took to all things, you know, election integrity in the state of Georgia. Election boxes, illegal drop boxes, illegal, no chain of custody, over 404,000 ballots, just boom, just like gone. You know, hell, I mean, you, you, have, you have more of a chain of custody with the United States Postal Service and a letter, for God's sakes. It sometimes gets here and sometimes it doesn't. But with regard to your, with regard to, or my meal, for God's sakes, from Uber Eats, <laughs> there's more of a chain of custody with a hot dog that gets delivered to my front door than your ballot, which is a matter of national security. And after some of the hot dogs I've eaten in Atlanta, you know, my stomach feels like that's a matter of national security. But your ballot, ladies and gentlemen, is a matter of national security. It's not Republican. It's not Democrat. It's a matter of national security. And we've been dumbed down by the eternal dwellers, the eternity dwellers, negating the eternities right now. I'm not waiting on a robe and a banjo, are you? I'm not waiting to live my life with Jesus in the clouds. I'm not waiting to do that. I'm I'm trying to do that right now. I am doing that right now. I need to quit saying that because any good thing that comes out of me, any glory to glory that happens in my life, I have to completely give to Christ Jesus and his Holy Spirit for inspiring me to actually say yes to him. Because trust me when I tell you, I have a few choice words on my lips right now, in my heart and on my mind, that I would love to share with you about this issue of Beth Moore. And I'm not going to because it would be defiling. And it would just be wrong. But you get where I'm coming from. And you understand my heart in the matter. And I do not, um, I do not lackadaisically approach or... Um, I, I don't, I don't lack intellectual or it's not even intellectual. It would be, I, I do not lack, um, moral, uh, a moral desire to share the truth with you passionately 
but truthfully, like that, like, boy, that was a lot. I don't even know what I just said, but you figured it out. (laughs) So I guess what I'm trying to tell you guys is this is, it angers me. You you cannot even imagine how much it angers me. And I'm, and I'm going to get this out because moving forward, I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow people like Beth Moore and the Beth Moores of this church and the, in the establishment Republicans, because that that's who Beth Moore represents. She represents the establishment. They wanted to get rid of Donald Trump and every one of his supporters. And they want to shame you to hell. They want you to think that you're going to hell because you didn't choose the right guy, even though it was God who chose this man. And I believe that because scripture says that God brings up and he brings down. He appoints kings, which is, man, I've had a hell of a time dealing with that whenever it comes to my own mayor in the city of Atlanta, who I wholeheartedly believe was not called by God. But who am I to challenge that? I don't know. And sometimes things, you know, do appear to get stolen. And maybe this whole election was allowed to be stolen through, you know, lack of chain of custody, ballot boxes, um, uh, pre-marked ballots, shredding of ballots, uh, you know, you name it, absentee ballots, no signatures on the ballots, um, adjudication of inordinate amounts of ballots, you name it, every shenanigan you can imagine happened during whether it's hardware, software, humanware, doesn't matter, artifacts, it all happened during international interference. I mean, not just Russian. In matter of fact, the Russians, I mean, have you, Estonia, Spain, Germany, Italy, I mean, these are the countries who literally held the white flag up to say, yeah, sorry, uncle, it was us. I'm sorry, have you heard anything about that? No, you haven't. You'll hear it from people like me and others like me who are not mainstream media, who are literally out here just, you know, swimming against the tide to bring you information that other people are paid not to. They are incentivized to lie to you. And some people are just deluded. And ultimately, you guys, I think that's where I would place Miss Moore. Spiritually deluded. And she's been that way for the past four years. She reminds me of a colleague, a former colleague of mine in the city of Atlanta, who would, you know, I'll just leave that alone. Because, it, again, it makes me angry. But I want all of us to just get, I want us to get clear about who the adversaries of liberty are. I'm not even going to say enemies. I'm going to say they're adversarial. They are your adversaries. These are your preachers who tell you that race theory is of Jesus. These are the preachers who tell you that open borders are of Jesus. These are the preachers who tell you that Jesus was a, was a refugee. These are the preachers that tell you that you can end world hunger, that you can end world poverty. These are the teachers that do not understand the spirit of the law versus the letter of the law. These are the teachers and the shepherds who are leading you in pastures that have dead, grotesque, infested uh, lawns. They're feeding you like fescue that's just literally infested with every manner of beast. I love it. A friend of mine watched, uh, a new friend of mine watched uh, <laughs> watched my segment with Stu Peters, and I said, well, you know, I liken the border to, I was, I was talking about President Trump and kind of spies that are still around him and bad actors that are still within his orbit. And um, at least that's, on, I have that on on relatively, you know, really good authority, actually. <laughs> so, um, and, and people who are frustrated with the fact that they love the president 
And they hate the fact that there are still folks around him, very, very close to him, that are adversaries. How about that? (laughs) They're not enemies of, of our nation. They are adversaries of the kingdom. They're adversarial toward your liberty and toward justice and due process and equality. They're adversarial toward anything of God. Now, they look good and they smell good on the outside and they've got some of the right words and some of them may or may not have been members of the original cast of Freedom Caucuses. And and so that sounds good, right? I mean, that's on your resume. Wow, founding member of the Freedom Caucus. <laughs> You're like, well, he couldn't be that guy. There's no way he would put, you know, money and power and influence over, uh, you know, and deception over over freedom. I mean, he was a founding member of the Freedom Caucus. What? No way, Monica. Come on. Quit being so naive, church. Stop it. You guys have been armchair warriors, not even armchair quarterbacks. I mean, that's probably more like it. You know, like we're Monday night armchair quarterbacks. We're screaming at the television. I've done it too. You know, what a dumb, I mean, just what? You know, with every fumble, every interception, you're like, what the, you know, and, and, and we look at politics like it's some kind of a blood sport. And then we get super pissed when we can't afford gas. We're locked in our homes. We're running around looking like, you know, a bunch of Chinese folks with masks. We look ridiculous. You know, different airlines and they're, we're here to, to ensure that your mask safety is our top priority. No, your top priority should be to fly the damn airplane. You don't need to be concerned about my mask safety or, or germ warfare. I mean, you, you. we all know that the air that circulates through your aircraft should be some of, well, it depends on the filtration they have, but usually, you know, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a bad bet. Wear your own mask. I'm an adult. I can decide to wear a mask if I want. It's not your responsibility to mask me. It's your responsibility to fly on time and not lose my luggage and get me there safely, not have a midair collision. That's your job as an airline. How about that? Just get me from point A to point B, C, and D safely, intact, with my luggage, at an affordable cost, right, with pleasant non-cat-ranching, dinosaur-like flight attendants. Yes. Yes, I said it. Because I think there comes a time when I don't care if you can lift a 70-pound bag over your head. You just don't need to. You just should go home and retire to your apartment filled with cats. And that's not to despair women who love cats. But my pilot buddies out there know exactly what I'm talking about right now. That's not to disparage women either. It is to say there comes a time, you know, when there was a time in the airline industry when it was like this wonderfully pleasant experience. I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent because it's me and I can, it's my show and I'm not up against a commercial and I do not answer to ad sponsors, which is beautiful. Some of you wonder why I don't have ads. I used to want that in my show, my podcast, and there is a time and place for that and I'm all fine with that. I love promoting other people's products, especially great businesses. It's something I do and I do really well, especially when I believe in something, but I love the space on my podcast. It's just us. I don't have to invite somebody on our date. I like that. I'm not up against a clock. I'm not like, oh, I better not say that. Better not talk about religion. Better not talk about Jesus. Better not talk about, you know, our First Amendment. 
better not talk about the new gun I got. (laughs) Because, you know, I could get canceled. Just ask my dear friend Mike Lindell. It sucks to be canceled. So, to the tune of tens of millions of dollars, right? Mm Mm-mm. Nope. And you know who gets to do that? You know who ultimately cancels people? You do as the consumer. We do. The Democrats figured that out a long time ago. You know, the hostage of the purse. I mean, that's the beauty of your dollar. What's left of the value. I mean, and we, we've been so duped into thinking that Twitter and Facebook and the likes and the unlikes and the loves and the shares and all that stuff even matters. We've literally created a whole other monetary paradigm based on X's and O's and pluses and minuses and things in AI and things that don't even exist. It's not even based in reality. And people's livelihood uh, lives and dies on the vine of technology. When all we have to do is just get out and help keep people in business, buy good products, support, you know, great causes and great products and American made and, and great efforts, not saying you can't purchase from foreign entities, but make things fair, which is what President Trump, I believe, has been doing, not trying to do, but actually doing. There's a difference between talking about it, promises made, promises never kept, uh, and promises made and promises kept. Well, anyway, I won't go off on another squirrel skinny branch. I really want to circle back. Would you believe I've not watched a single press conference with that young lady? I've not watched one single thing of hers. I've seen a clip on Twitter and long enough to know that she's become known as the circle bat queen. I, I have, um, I had the distinct pleasure of enjoying a lunch here locally at a GOP luncheon with, um, Kaylee and her mother, Um, before I want to say she had just, uh, discovered that she was pregnant and uh, this is how long ago it was. And she was in Atlanta and she's just, wow, what a stunning, just bright, well put together young woman. Her mother is precious. Um, you know, the doting mom and, uh, very real people, you know, nothing fake, uh, nothing circle back. You know, I got to figure out what I'm supposed to say. Uh, no, just had has a command of the English language, for starters, uh, a command of information, right? She has jurisdiction over the task with which she was, um, re- of which she was appointed to, to fulfill. And I talked, I started talking about that last night. What is your jurisdiction in life? I've heard from some of you. I love it. I love the fact that you guys are still rolling in emails with all of the stories of what you're doing. In states that I don't live in, I don't care because I this is my country. And so what happens to you happens to me. Politics is local, but as we can see now, it has global ramifications. So I thank you all so much. Keep sending them. I love it. And if there's anything I can do to help as I'm ramping up for this tour, um, I need to know what that is. I need to know what you need from me, what you need from your counties. I think some of you are in parishes. I mean, there's a lot I look forward to learning about my country about, you know, culture in, in different counties and, and your needs and your wants, your frustrations and how I can help. And I do have things that I'm bringing with me for you to be able to deploy in your respective counties in the way of really cool stuff. And I can't tell you what it is yet. You're going to have to wait and see. 
whenever it rolls out, but I'm coming with solutions. I'm not coming with just hugs and rah-rahs and, you know, and going to leave you feeling good. And then, you know, kind of like most of you feel whenever you go to church, I'm going to leave you with tools that will help disciple you politically. I love that. It's beautiful. It's awesome. We were called to go out and tell the good news, right? Share the good news and do what? Make disciples. Do you understand what disciple, disciple is the root of discipline. We disciple nothing in this world. I, I had, you know, I called, a, <laughs> I was struggling with something recently and I called, uh, I told someone, well, I've got, I've got to get on the horn with my, uh, my spiritual board of advisors. And they're like, oh my gosh, you have a, I didn't know you had a board of advisors or board of, early I call them a board of directors. And I was like, well, they are, they're on my board and they don't know it. And so I talked to Alveda, um, uh, Dr. Alveda King this morning, who's my godmother, and, um, and, and she prayed with me this morning and, and I said, you know, fun fact, you do know that you're like the chief of my, my spiritual board of advisors. And I told her what some of my other advisors would share with me last night and just, you know, just want to see that the harmony is there with my advisors because that's part of the wisdom and how I choose, uh, to, to determine which path, um, is filled with wisdom. Notice I didn't say right or wrong. I didn't say left or right. I said wisdom. And I trust that whenever I ask God for his wisdom, he's going to apply it to me liberally without finding fault in me, as I've encouraged all of you to do. Because that's what his word says. And so I believe that. That's truth. And it does happen. I've lived it. And so I call upon others, and Alveda laughed, and she was like, I'm happy to be in that position, girl. I was like, okay, well, I just want to let you know. She's like, I'm fine with that. I was like, well, I hope so, because you stuck there whether you like it or not. So I love the fact that I have people I can call upon to disciple me. You think I'm going to get out here in a land of giants, a land of titans, as my dear friend says, um, and, and not understand uh, the equipping that needs to take place? Some of you are on battlegrounds right now with titans that you are no, you are nowhere near equipped to contend with. You're standing out there just butt naked, naked, southern naked, N-E-K-K-I-D naked. You have no spiritual clothes on, much less the armor of God, and you wonder why you keep getting your ass kicked. And that's why, excuse my language, but that's why. That's part of the glory to glory that I'm working on with the Lord. But it's true, and you know it. And so some of y'all just need to put on your little robes and go tiptoe back into the house and take some cover and get up under some discipleship. And I'm not talking about Beth Moore teaching about how to be just this, you know, the frozen chosen. We would never vote for someone like Donald Trump. We would never align with God's purpose for Saul. We would never believe that Saul could become Paul. I mean, especially if he said the P word while he was killing Christians. What? Boy, I can see the, just the halo, you know, it's like, golly, come on now. We can't take ourselves that seriously, can we? But we should. Because this whole approach to Christianity is, has led us as the church goes, the nation goes. I really do believe that. Thank God God's, you know, he's got a lot of mercy and grace for his body, but he's dealing with us first. Judgment shall begin in the church. That's what the word says. And we don't like judgment. Back to Titans. Some of you are getting your butts kicked in your lives. Let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk a little bit about life and love. God is love. God is life. He's the author of all life, right? Some of you, I'm getting your emails and you're very... You're down, you're disturbed, you're troubled, you're off center. You have no idea where North is. You don't know who or what to believe. 
and in every everything that you thought was real, all of the strides that you thought you had made financially and otherwise, and and in this nation, um, you you hung your hopes on a man, which is never a good idea. We're warned about that a hundred million times in scripture. I'm exaggerating, but we are warned to put our faith and our trust in the arm of man is is foolish. That's part of tearing down your own house. And so our faith is not in Donald Trump or the military or the Supreme Court or Lynn Wood or Sidney Powell or Mike Lindell or General Flynn or me or Jovan or anyone else in, or Dan Scavino or anyone else in your, you know, immediate, um, oh my gosh, I hope they can do something. <laughs> Save us from Joe Biden. Right? No. No, no, you're going to rise up in the jurisdiction that God has called you to as the Titans that you are. And if you don't, you will be ruled by the gods of this world and it will not go well for you and your household. You're going to rise up and you're going to stop being afraid of technology, stop being afraid of people, stop being afraid of shaking hands again, hugging necks, getting out there and getting, you know, in the trenches with people in your communities, your counties, your states. You're going to take your country back state by state. That's what you're going to do because that's who you are. And that's what you're being called to. Some of you are going to get stuck in the Beth Moore quagmire and the sinking ships and the Titanics of the spirit of religion. And you can go down that path if you want. I'll still love you and I'll still be here, God willing, when you return, and I hope that you return. I'm not being mean about Beth Moore and her ilk. I'm telling you that it is dangerous, and it is how we have gotten here as a nation. We have made politics our God, and it's a very brutal God. But we have not, we've done that because we have not understood our jurisdiction as created beings of the only living God. And this is speaking to Christians and and non-Christians. You do not have to be a born-again child of the one living God slash creator slash father in order to utilize your dominion in this earth. Some of you are really bitter about the wealth of the Jews. You know, you guys make these, you know, well, I'm not, I'm not anti-Semitic, but you've got really, you know, interesting Jewish jokes, right? About being stingy or greedy. I mean, we've all heard it. Give me a break. I'm not saying anything that, that you guys haven't heard a hundred times. And some of you actually agree with, and you're like, you know, how do they always turn out? I'm in the music industry. I've dealt with Jews my whole life. And a matter of fact, part of my family is Jewish. So there, ha, for those of you who would try a gotcha moment with me on uh, Judaism. Um, yes, chosen people. Well, there's something to this whole thing about understanding your birthright. And sometimes the blessing rests upon you without you even knowing that the reason why you're so successful and blessed um, in the area of knowledge, wisdom, business, you're prudent, frugal. You don't spend beyond your means. Some of you call that stingy or, or greedy or uh, miserly, right? And some folks are genuinely more generous than others. You don't have, that doesn't have to be a, an ethnic or cultural thing. But sometimes, you know, 
certain things have been assigned to certain cultural and ethnic groups. Some of you would call them races. I say there's only one race. Why? Because I'm discipled by Alvita, and she's taught me that very well. There's one race. Anytime I call my daughter biracial, I'm instantaneously corrected. There's one race, and that's the human race. But people who understand their jurisdiction and their position within a body of something are wise. And they understand the power and the authority that they have been granted. And they, and they govern their territory well and with wisdom and prudence. And that's, that's one main reason why you guys really enjoyed having um, uh, Kaylee as your White House press secretary because she is very much so about her business. And as a mother, as a wife, as a daughter, I mean, I witnessed her with her mother. We've seen her with her baby. And she clearly loves her husband and most certainly in the servitude of our president. And you recognize that excellence in her, right? And it's something that we should all aspire to. Well, one reason she does that is because she understands the jurisdiction uh, in which she's been trusted. And you have too. You have the same jurisdiction to speak the same facts and the same truth that you would hear that young lady speak during a White House press conference. You have been blessed with that same jurisdiction. And instead of giving credence to the Beth Moores and the cancel culture of President Trump or Mike Lindell and pillows, we need to dust our feet and keep rising. We have work to do. We have miles to go. And if President Trump does step back into his position in four, I don't know, it could be months, it could be years, it could be four years from now, I don't know. But we owe it to the author of Liberty who gave us promises made, promises kept, our father, the creator, the father of all living beings. We owe it to the author of our Liberty to rise up out of the ashes of this oppression. And we really have been living under an enormous amount of oppression and occlusion for many, many years. And had the church been doing her job, had the church been calling those things as they are, had the church been speaking truth to lies about sexuality, about our babies, and not with condemnation, just speaking the truth as a double-edged sword and letting it lie where it lies. Letting the truth fall on creation and allowing the power and the Spirit of God to move and hover over creation through us as those who have been endowed. We've been created with authority in this earth. Had we been doing that, we would not be where we are right now. I believe we should repent as a body of believers. We should repent. We should ask, actually, we should be asking our Father for forgiveness first and then asking those around us who we have not served well. We have not served with the truth. We have capitulated. We have bowed. We have said amen to things that we should have, we should have blasted out of our orbit of truth speakers. We owe 
our fellow Americans an apology, I believe. And not because we're white, not because of slavery, not because of the sins of the past, but because the church has willfully and woefully abdicated her authority and ultimately God's glory in this earth. I believe that wholeheartedly. So I want to empower you and I want to encourage you to speak truth wherever you've been given jurisdiction, beginning in your own mirror. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are the apple of God's eye. You are engraved in the palms of his hands. He knows you by name. He knows every hair on your head. That is intimate knowledge. He loves you. He forgives you. He is cheering for you. He is not against you. He is not your adversary. So please stop looking in your own mirror, being your own adversary. Please quit agreeing with lies about you so that you can turn around and allow your cup that runneth over to spill out into every area, beginning in your own home. While we're busy trying to save the world and save our nation and feed the hungry, shelter the homeless, you have naked, hungry, and uncovered people right under your own roofs. And until you take shelter under the wings of the Almighty God, until you submit to his truth, and resist the lies of the devil about you and others until you cover yourself in the armor of God, you will be ill-equipped to perform that which God has entrusted to you in the way of your jurisdiction. It is a fact. It is the truth. It's a very simple gospel that I'm preaching right now, that I'm teaching. I've lived it. I live it every day. I'm reminded this is not something that you arrive at. This is not some final destination of ascension as a Christian, as someone who's seeking and knocking and asking. I haven't arrived at anything other than my next level of my greatest level of ignorance. Because in the scheme of the knowledge of God, our, and on those scales, our greatest day of wisdom is like his toenail, right? <laughs> he tells us that. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. But we do have the mind of Christ, and we have that when we ask and we seek and we knock and we accept. We accept. I want to leave you with this tonight. You are crucial to the taking back of the ground that we have forsaken and that we have abdicated 
to oppression as liberty-loving Americans. You must engage. It is not optional for you to sit this out. It is not optional for you to run back to your whitewashed tomb structures, your institutions called the church, your schisms, your sex, S-E-C-T-S's. It is not permissible for you to do that in this country right now. Hopefully, it'll be a shift for all of eternity. You cannot hide in your denominations anymore. You do not get to proclaim the moral high ground in this moment of history in this nation. I, for one, will not allow it as my eyes land upon it. I will call out every single one of you that I see operating in this manner. And you know who you are because you love to email me about stuff like this. Institutions and people who have been granted authority over something. Some were called, some were in, you know, what is it? All were called, a few were chosen, and some some of y'all just showed up. But we're not going back. And we're not going to stay where we are. And we're certainly not going to capitulate. And I'm not going to spend any more time on people like Beth Moore and her ilk in the body of Christ. And I'm not saying she's not one of us because I don't know the actual profession of her heart. And that's between her and my father, not me. I'm not her judge and neither are you. Although I am her judge according to scripture in terms of we are to judge each other in the church and judge what is right and what is wrong and where we are found wanting. But in terms of like her, you know, the, the, the judge that gets to determine some kind of an eternal sentence, that is definitely not my role, nor is it yours. So that's not what I'm doing here tonight. I want to empower you and encourage you and open your eyes to those who have microphones who are, who are feeding you crappy, crappy meals. Don't take the bait, America. You've got many, many others out here who love you, who love liberty, who understand that we are to rise. We're not fighting our brothers and sisters on this soil. We're called to rise up out of these ashes. I'm from the South. I know a little something about ashes. Oh, gosh. I live in like what's coming to be the next murder capital of the country. The ATL. Ugh, our politics. I apologize, America. (laughs) I'm doing my part. Go to yours. Share my podcast. Thank you. Hey, I'll be back on His Glory next week, actually. I'm excited about that audience just like nine million people all over the world that i just love 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 and i love you be good to your neighbor beginning your own mirror and remember if you're an american act like one